remember when I had a voice but didn't use it They were singing to me but I ignored my muses I finally found silence and I started listening And out of body experience what I was witnessing Welcome to the Gunny's Guys Podcast Powered by More Benefit Resources The show that shares the stories of veteran entrepreneurs and resources That will help inspire and guide your own personal journey and transition from the military Everyone needs a gunny even on the other side of the DD-214. I'm here to be that mentor behind the microphone. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Gunny's Guys. Um, today we're going to be talking with Stephen Chassie. I'm your host, Pat Moore. Excited for you guys to meet Steve. Uh, he's a good buddy of mine. I've known him since 2004 circa 2004. Um, he is the, uh, he's a principal, uh, at green associates. It's an architectural firm here in the Chicago land area. So if that's a world you guys want to get into, I'm sure, uh, chassis would, uh, take any and all questions you'll see throughout the entire podcast. He hates to talk about himself. He likes to talk about, you know, how, how he can help other guys and he loves to give advice. He's super humble. Um, but you'll enjoy getting to hear his story. He's involved in a whole bunch of different things. Uh, Business-wise, he volunteers uh, a big chunk of his time with the Toys for, Tot- Toys for Tots at DuPage County and is always looking for ways to help other Marines. So I hope you enjoy his, uh, his story. We got uh, the warrant officer and chassis going back-to-back pretty rapid-fire throughout the whole episode. So lots of communication involved, but again, I hope you enjoy getting to hear my brother, uh, Stephen Chassie and, uh, enjoy the show guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hold on to your seats. Hello everybody. Uh, super excited to talk to my good friend, Stephen Chassie today. Um, he has a wide variety of experiences since we've been talking kind of before we started filming, like I learned like 25 different things about him. So um, I don't want to like corner him into a title uh, with one thing that he's doing, but we're just going to have a great conversation today. So, Steve, excited to, excited to have you on, man. I'm excited to be on. Yeah, 18 years and you just learned 25 things. That's kind of, I mean, maybe we should dive deeper when we're together. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So the one thing sure. that doesn't change about you ever is that you don't stop, right? <laughs> so if we were not to communicate for, say, a 30-day period, it would be obvious that you would pick up another 25 things that you would need to tell us, right? So it is not a surprise that there were 25, and we probably only scratched the surface. I I think that over time, you know, especially with the Marine Corps, like, you learn, like, well, we always have to keep busy, right? I mean, if you sit around, you get pulled for a working party. If you sit around, you get pulled for a duty that you don't want. Like, there's there's no downtime. My prop was always the clipboard. Uh, man, if you've got one of those, you're safe. You're an automatic supervisor. Yeah, absolutely. you're automatically busy. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and moving quickly, right? Yeah. Moving fast you, with a clipboard you, you, you and quick. total autonomy yep. in a very regimented other organization otherwise. Uh, so how do you define yourself? Like where are you at now? I would say I'm entrepreneurial. Okay. I, I don't, I don't want to be, uh, um, any one thing. I mean, I have goals, obviously, like anybody else does. And I think that's the biggest part of being successful is having those goals. Because if you don't, if you're just taking steps every day, that's fine. That you're taking steps as long as they're positive forward steps. But if you don't have a goal you're trying to get to, you're just you're just wandering around the forest, right? And 
A lot of people like to wander around the forest. That's fine, but you're never going to get anywhere. So can we skip to the last chapter of the book? Sure. <laughs> we'll start there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we'll work our way back. What are your goals that you'd like to share? So what, talk to me about Stephen Chassie at 60. Okay, Stephen Chassie at 60. So that's, that's retired from real work, right? So no more real work. Uh, that is kids fully out of college, all of them. Uh, that is... Uh, house in Wisconsin, house in the mountains, house in the Keys, bouncing between the Which three. mountains, man? That's important. I'm thinking like Montana, Idaho, okay, Colorado, going, somewhere there. Yeah. I like the order in which oh, you said yeah, that. Absolutely. You just put Montana too early, but go yeah. ahead. So my big thing is I I watched my father work till he died. Literally work till he died. Um, I don't want that for me. Uh, I watch a lot of people work till they die. And I don't think that's what life is. Life is supposed to be enjoyed. Uh, and work is a means to get to the enjoyment. Um, uh, two things about that. One, you should love what you do. If you don't love what you do, go find a new job. Uh, if you don't love what you do, you're, you're going to hate your life because the vast majority of your life is spent either in the office or thinking about the office. So a mattress and the right job. Right. And you're really well yeah. an adult. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and, and I think that uh, for me at 60, it's going to be uh, living in different places, traveling a lot. Uh, but helping people. So let's back way up. Now sure. that we know where you end up, right? Yeah. Uh, now we know what your goal is. And, and Pat and I both know that you've advanced that goalpost significantly already in your life. In fact, I would even venture to say there's uh, certain metrics that you're very close to very, at this point. Very, so, yeah. um, while you develop what will be afterwards. So back way up um, your childhood. What were like your predominant characteristic and how that was developed? Like, who are you as a kid before the Marine Corps? And like, what's most important to you? And where did that come from? So as a kid, it's driven, right? I mean, you either driven or you're not. And I was always taught to be driven. You know, you have to work hard. That was always the mentality that was instilled within me. Is, is you're gonna have to work hard to get what you want, uh, and then whether that's athletics or scholastically or whatever it might be. For me, scholastically, just for whatever reason, just came easy. I was lucky. I was fortunate. Until well into some real heavy high school classes, I didn't have to pick up a book. I didn't have to study. I didn't have to. I was just very blessed. Good for you. Blessed, right? Sorry for everybody that's right? not like that. <laughs> uh, and other people do. Like, they have to pick up the book. They have to study. And then they, you know, and I get that. Um, I was blessed in that regard. I had to work hard at other things. Like, so... So for me, that was a big push. Cool. Um, I'd say it's a fundamental of what's caused you all the success. So why join the gun club? <laughs> so I woke up one day in college after a night of excessive escapism. Okay, we'll call it yeah. escapism. Okay. Uh, and realized that I was not going to make it. I was not going to get to my goals. I was not going to make it to my dreams. And I didn't. And I, and I lost what was sight. stopping you? What escapism? Right. So okay. so you're you're drinking, your drugs, your your different. Uh, women, like your your different escapes. So you were dedicated, but to the wrong thing. I did right. So so yeah. that's the, that's the, that's the hard part. People don't understand about being driven. It, it doesn't mean anything. Being driven means nothing, unless you have good goals, unless you have good uh, uh, moral. So why the Marine Corps? Like drive it right there. What? Right. Why? So, how do you know? As an idiot, because we all were. Oh, yeah, I'm just, absolutely. I don't even dumbest, have to ask you. You are, thing you are a moron, doing, right? right? Moron, so, moron, yeah. Uh, yeah, like self-proclaimed moron <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, as an idiot, as a complete moron, yeah. uh, you, what was your thought process? What's the hardest thing you could do to yourself? What's the most challenging thing you could do as a 19-year-old drunk, not doing well in class, realizing that 
maybe I'm not as smart as I thought I was. What's the hardest thing you could do where you will feel like the least important person and, 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 and subject yourself to the hardest challenges you'll ever physically and, and emotionally and mentally face? What's the hardest thing you can do? Because it is in college. I was getting by in college, but I would have been there a couple extra years, I'm yeah. sure. But that wasn't hard. So what, what's the hardest thing you can do to get your life back on? Who's going to give you the discipline, the, the drive, uh, focus your drive in a, in a positive way? Who's going to do that for you? That was the first thing. Uh, the second thing was giving back. How do I participate in this country? I think that every American, ask not what you can do or what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country, right? So, so I was given a lot of opportunity just because of the fact that I didn't do poorly in school. I was fairly, I mean, call it intelligent, book smart, I guess, in right. that regard. Um, I afforded myself the opportunity, and my family afforded myself the opportunity to go to college yeah. uh, and, and achieve higher education if I, if I so chose. You were successful in spite of your actions. Right, yeah. right. Uh, fell, falling up. I call it falling up. Yeah. That's something I, I, I gravitate back towards a lot. I want to make sure people never fall up around me. So right. The, the Marine Corps is really great at falling up. I got to know. So you're drunk, depressed, in college, doing okay, not as good as you know you could. Like how? How long from that point are you on the yellow footprints? I walked out the door uh, of my apartment at the time, uh, leaving my guests in my room, found my pants, found my hoodie, walked down the street, went to the recruiter station, said, I need to go to boot camp, like, soon. So, well, you know, and then you get the recruiters talk of, well, the Marine Corps is not for everybody. Like, look, there's nothing that you guys have that I can't do. What's yeah. your, what are your requirements? Three pull-ups and... I'm hungover, vomiting on the way here. I can still do your three pull-ups. Yeah. I can still do your. And you can 20 still make weight. And I, I will absolutely Today. make weight. I can make weight right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll get you on the scale. Yeah. Right being tall yeah. helps that, by the way. Yeah. Um, but 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 I can do all of your things. Well, can you pass it? I'm like, look, I'm gonna pass your ASVAB. I, I missed one question on my ASVAB. I fell asleep. I did too. On the ASVAB. Yeah, the I last question. I, I woke up and it was a time's up. I'm like, oh, I still. I didn't know how many more I had to do. And I thought, oh my God, maybe I didn't pass it. I fell asleep. Turns out it was the last question because I missed one. Okay, so you get out of boot camp. Tell us about Stephen Chassis. Oh, Stephen Chassis learned that, you know, now I'm strong. I'm, I, I'm very uh, um, confident. Uh, you know, I have these, these, these powers now, right? I, I know how to do all these things now. I can, I, I'm better with weapons. I'm, I'm stronger. I'm more assertive. I'm more confident. I'm, I'm, I, I can take on the world. And oh, by the way, I get $1,300 in my paw every month to go out and do stupid shit with. Mm -hmm. Which is why if you go to any military base, right outside a base, what do you find? Car dealer. What else do you find? 20% interest rates. Yeah, exactly. Strip clubs, bars. Bingo, bingo. Yeah. Tattoo parlors, strip clubs, right. bars, uh, car dealerships. People wanted to take advantage of those Marines. Yeah. Marines now, I, make sure that things that are absolutely unnecessary are still... Super thriving industries, super in within close reach as well. Yeah, and, and, and I think that you learn hard lessons, right? So now, fiscally, I was intelligent at that point. I thought, well, this is dumb. I'm not going to go out and buy a car unless I have the cash. How old are you at the time? Twenty. So You're now 20. I'm twenty years old. I have all this. I have a monthly income that I'm going to instead of spending it on stupid cars, I'm going to buy a car with cash because I didn't need college money anymore. Uh, huge myth. We won't get into that today. Um, buy a car with cash that I had saved for college because I no longer need it, right? And instead, take my brand new Mustang Cobra all around North Carolina, because that's where I'm stationed at now, 
I'm doing nefarious things with the $1,300 in my paw every month. So you've accomplished the part where you're serving something bigger than yourself. Yep. Your country, your nation. That's Where's the sure. next metamorphosis? So, so even chassis. When does that occur? I think, I think the realization occurred when I realized that most of the people above me didn't deserve, in my mind at this time, didn't deserve to be above me. They right. didn't have more knowledge about my job than I did. They weren't better PFTers than I was. They weren't better shots than I was. So why are these people in charge of me strictly based on time and service? Right. So, and this is where the promotion system, it, you know, was such a problem for me. I, I didn't understand how the Marine Corps could promote It's just worked out so stupidity. well for me. I don't understand but, how anybody could dislike it. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get on on page. I couldn't get on the same page with the, with the promotion system. And it bothered me to the point where I was like, yeah, no, no more of this. Uh, and I found a way to get into the reserves uh, and come to 224. Because um, at least that way, I could accelerate my life in other ways without being subject to the daily, this person's dumber than me, yet they're in charge of me. So uh, you have now made this transition mm -hmm. in your life that has had an impact, right? You've mm -hmm. removed yourself from active duty. You've provided yourself with opportunities to do other things. What are the other things that you're doing at this point? So so the Marine Corps gives you skills. We talked about that. Weird skills, you know, the, the sewing, the knit, whatever. Right. Mary made, that's fine. Uh, laundry, all those things. It gives you the drive. It gives you determination. Um, that's why the vast majority, I think it's like 40% of Fortune 500 companies, either run by or owned by Marines, believe it or not. So, so the leadership training they give you is great. The drive they give you is great. All these things are great. What they don't give you is direction. They just give you all this power. It's like, sure. it's like, it's like have you ever seen the movie um, where he becomes uh, a superhero? He gets struck by lightning or whatever. What's that one called? Superman? No, whole, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's the one where he's a kid and he, Shazam. Oh, the new, yeah, not yeah, the old yeah. shitty Shazam. Yeah, yeah but the he's new trying to, Shazam. Yeah, yeah, he's trying right. to figure out like, a purpose. I don't think I've ever seen a superhero. I, I totally agree. So like, here Shaq you, was here you are. Yeah, that's the shitty one. Watch the new one. It's better. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. And, and the reason why I bring that up is it's very it specific. It's pointed, better. and the reason why is because. All of a sudden, this person went from being a child, which Marines are children. They're fucking children. Yeah, you never, yeah. They never grow, the Marine Corps does not develop the soul. It does not turn yeah. you into an adult. Right. Right. You get to be an adult when you deploy. You get to be an adult. And even when you deploy, there's still a bunch of children. You're missing wisdom. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So it, it takes multiple things in your life. It takes tragedy to make you an adult, unfortunately, in the Marine Corps. Um, no, it takes a while to grow out of that. So Well, well you have that. So, so, so where Shazam are you? is, that person is yeah. all these powers, right? right? And he's a kid. No purpose, no goal, no right. direction. And he's failing because he's learning how to use the powers. He's learning what the powers are good for. He's learning what he can use them for. He's learning, he doesn't even know what powers he has yet, right? That's Shazam. That's a Marine. Right. That's a junior Marine. That's a junior enlisted Marine. Hell, that's even a junior officer. Okay. They have all so these this powers. is really important. Yeah. How did you figure out your powers? I didn't. That's the, that's the funniest thing. Like, Ever? I today? No, I, today I have them. Sure. But I didn't know them at the time. So right? take me to that transition point so where you out, understood yeah. that instead of rolling your powers through walls, yeah. you were going to point it at good. Yesterday. Maybe not yesterday. Maybe a little before that, but not much. So yeah. it, it's funny. So it's a, it's, a, it's a slow realization, right? So, so you get out of the Marine Corps, uh, off active duty, you get into the reserves, and uh, you, know, you have it, and it's great, and it's good, and, and you go get a job. And you find out that holy crap, I'm working twice as hard as everybody else and I'm doing well and they like it. So you get out and I realize, holy crap, as a Marine, you work twice as hard as, as a civilian. Right. I bring it back to like uh, the movie Kingpin where he goes, you know, they're boiling. Like, I thought you were a two, 250 handicap. Well, the Amish work twice as hard and once over. Marines, three times as hard and once over. Right. right? So Marines will always outwork their civilian counterpart 
if motivated. Yeah. Right? You yeah, just got to find the motivation. For exactly. Sure. And, yeah. and also, like, to their detriment, possibly without any type of reward. To answer your question, though, you you know, you say, well, how did you, how, how did you channel that? What did you do with it? I had a Marine for a boss. I actually went to work for a Marine. That's how dumb I was. Right. I went to work for a man who I worked twice as hard for as all the other people around me, made him a boatload of money. What were you doing? Uh, I was working for an electronics recycler. Okay. Uh, in sales. Made him, a, made him a boatload of money. Made him a boatload of money. Uh, worked with the EPA. Did a lot of work with the EPA. Actually traveled around the country. Did talking, your brother do that? Talking to the uh, different regions of the EPA, which was really interesting because back, in back in the day, nobody knew you had to recycle electronics. So it was a really big thing to go around promoting this, right? And I liked public speaking. I liked engaging people on that platform. I liked uh, educating people and, and giving them a, a new... I don't even know how he monetized that, but that's a different that's a different story. How was he as a leader for you? He was the Marine Corps way. Yeah. So that drove me insane. What did he get out as? Uh, I don't actually know. I never We never got to that point because he was the owner and president of the company, and that's all that mattered. And that was the new rank structure. You know, He, and, was, he was major and now Lieutenant Colonel Sullivan. Uh, you uh, had that distance. He, right. He, yeah. That was the distance yeah. again. And... And there was no, a little bit different because he communicated and he was ecstatic to have me there because I'm making him lots of money. Yeah. But I realized that there was no carrot. The carrot was never attainable. Every time you reach for it, it would get a little farther. A because little farther. he was developed to understand the stick. Oh, as yeah. As we are as leaders oh, in, yeah. in the military in the beginning. So uh, why leave that place? What, what prompted you? Because I knew I would you... never, ever, ever achieve the goals I wanted yeah. being underneath him. Because Still empty. his goal was very much selfish in right. the sense of who we're going to promote, who we're going to utilize, who we're going to work with, all of those things. So what was your criteria when you were looking for the next opportunity? Growth, right? Okay. How can I grow? You know, you ask like, what do you want? I want to grow. I knew what I wanted. I, I knew that in life I didn't want to constantly be working for somebody that wasn't smarter than me. You know, I wanted to find people that were smarter than me. I wanted to find people that were more successful than me. I wanted to learn from people. Mm -hmm. I wanted to grow in my career. I wanted to have those goals. I wanted to have... Uh, an opportunity to grow financially, uh, grow from a managerial standpoint, and, and perhaps get to a point where I can actually be entrepreneurial and do the things that I want to do in life as opposed to things I have to do to get to what I want to do. Are you in the Marine Corps Reserve still at this yeah, time? Yeah, still in the reserves. You're still, still in the reserves. reserves. Yeah. So I, I left that organization and I went to a, a large company then. Um, I went to Bullyu, which is a, a flooring company, still in sales completely different sales and got into an industry that I really enjoyed because there's lots of room for growth and all they cared about was your compensation was strictly determined by how much you could sell in May. Mm -hmm. Um, no cap, no cap. Yeah. Uh, yes, cap, but it's self-inflicted, right? So it's, it's cap on how much time you want to spend, how much energy you can oh, spend. Oh, oh, oh sure. So sure. it's a self cap, yeah. right? Yeah. So like there's, there's no cap corporate wide, but yeah. it's a self cap. So went from there, um, was doing well, liked it. It afforded me another opportunity because, again, if you're a Marine and you outwork everybody else, it right. affords the opportunity to then go to the next organization. And then, you know, you, you, you spread your wares there. And I was very successful there. I, I took a zero territory to three million. I took uh, the next territory, we took from four million to almost 20. Uh, the next territory was zero again. I went to another company after that, still in the manufacturing sales uh, for flooring. And took that from zero uh, to two million in like twelve months. So you pioneered territories. Absolutely. Right. You did. You did the research in terms of target market lead generation. Absolutely. That, none of that was provided for you in this situation. So the first organization there was leads, but I didn't find them beneficial. They they thought they were something they weren't. They had a product that was uh, very tenant improvement heavy, um, low end. Put it in, pull it out. 
flooring materials, mm -hmm. right? Um, and they were calling the wrong markets, in my opinion. And it turned out I was right. So I, I called in different markets and made headway. That's incredible. Did you get the affirmation there that you wanted? Did yeah, they, yes. Did they provide you with the accolades? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, All right. so the first company, no, which is why the first Gone. flooring company, I was like, I'm out, go to the next one. And within a year, I was already getting the accolades that I wanted. I was already getting the financial reward that I wanted. I was getting the bonuses that I wanted. I was getting the territories that I wanted. Anything I asked for, I was being given it. If yeah. I need more tools, if I need more resources, I was being given it. Those were my affirmation. Like, holy shit, I can ask for almost anything. This is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's amazing what a large company, what the resources are. I'm like, I need my own customer service assistant. Okay. No shit. I've been dealing with random people this whole time and I'm going to get a good one for myself only, for right. my clients. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. So, And those are the types of things that as you gain success and you go out of a 500-person sales force to be the top 10 people, all of a sudden, like, you're now thought of differently. You're treated differently. There's a different set of rules for people that are the top 10 people and people are in the other 490. Third industrial flooring company uh, in... Are you a business owner at all at this point? No, I'm still not a business okay. owner. And, I, and I'm realizing that every time... Is that time transition I'm... next? Yeah, that's, so that's the, that's okay. the big transition. How did, you, how did you know to go into sales? Like, what, what drove you into this, I'm going to sell random <laughs> shit? Like, how did you get there? So, I always liked services, which is what I started in, right? Services, you're selling yourself, you're selling your company, you're selling something you believe in. That was the electronics recycling, that was the EPA, that was environmental protection. Those, those are all things that I thought were good for the world right then i was like okay that that taught me sales right you're selling mm -hmm. your you're selling your services then i realized that you make way more selling product for the most part uh, not not all the time but uh, there's a lot less limitations right so now all of a sudden i'm selling product i'm like okay i just wanted an opportunity to see where i could go with it uh, i i looked for an opportunity to just make more capital because i felt in my mind whether foolishly or not if i made more capital i could then be more free to do other things. I could provide better for my family. I could provide for my wife at the time. I could provide for uh, my family. I could provide for um, myself. I could I could do the stuff I wanted to do. Right. Um, you Your know, expensive I, hobbies. I, my expensive hobbies. Yeah. Boats are not cheap. Gas for boats isn't cheap. You know, yeah. scuba diving is not cheap. Travel is expensive. Like everything, everything really cool in the world. And the Marine Corps teaches you this. Everything really cool in the world is expensive. That that, that was one of the perks of the Marine Corps, right? Travel the world, do cool shit. Right. Yeah, not really, but. Yeah. That's the sale, right? Like that's the that's the sell. It's part of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Navy does that really well. Air yeah. Force. All we always find the worst places right. to go in the most amazing yes. places. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so it, that was the allure, right? So that like that transitions you into making more money. And then I realized, like, okay, this is all fine and dandy, but when you hit a certain level of achievement, all of a sudden the goalposts shift. Like, oh wow, this person's doing really good. And I watched my counterparts. So out of those those top ten people in this whole five hundred person sales organization for. We're talking a $500 million a year company, right? right. Actually, they're probably over a billion now. Okay. Because they got bought by Mohawk Industries. So yeah. we've all heard the oh, phrase Mohawk. Wow, right, yeah. yeah. So I'm on the corporate side of that. So this huge organization now gets jumbled together. So now there's, instead of 10 of us at the top, there's 20 of us, but there's 2,000 reps. Right. right? But I'm still at the top, so I'm still feeling good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I watch my counterparts in this group, the small group that is all these special things. Now they're a manager, and now they're not working as hard, but... They're also not making as much money. Right. Now they're retiring and they're getting a nice buyout. Now yeah. they're and they're replacing them with these really young, not real bright college kids that are just taking the territory and making pennies in the keeping dollar. Keeping it warm, not getting exactly. paid a whole lot. Exactly. Not yeah. getting paid a whole lot. Yeah. Keeping warm the already 
a new made a nudie business that the the big company has right generated by the original rep yeah but beginning that attrition cycle exactly it'll slowly withdraw and then what will happen is they'll have to develop new reps again to get the business back right but they didn't care because they could make money hand over fist because they could right yeah if you're not paying somebody half a million dollars a year to to have these accounts and you could pay somebody fifty thousand dollars a year Put that out there by a hundred. Takes reps. the customer a while to, to catch on. Correct, yeah, and, I, and I, it yeah, makes yeah. the company, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year per rep that yeah. they replace. Were they messing with your compensation during this buyout? So then the oil prices skyrocket, right? Almost all flooring, all flooring is made with some type of petrochemical, right? Uh, or thermal plastic now because we're getting more environmentally friendly. Uh, but some type of petrochemical or thermal plastic. So the the direct impact of oil prices on our market were astronomical, right? So we passed on a price increase and I'd noticed that the price will only creep up a little. I'm like, well, why didn't we make it market solvent? Like why the price went way up, but our price didn't. Well, where's it? How, how is that okay? Your well, pay. it's coming yeah. out of your pay. You're no longer yeah, making the, margin the same margin. Is made up. Exactly. I gotcha. Yeah. And I saw that happen. I thought that sucks. Yeah. Like that's a shitty thing to do to people. So I started making less money, even though I was selling the same, if not a little bit more every year, making right. less money. I thought, that's dumb. So then I went to the other company to do it again. Went from zero to $2 million, uh, another flooring company. It was good opportunity. And one day, one of my clients, an architecture firm, uh, much like your father runs, uh, came to me and said, why are my clients telling us to use your products? And they're offended by that. I don't know if you know many architects, but other yeah. than your dad, like right. architects don't like being told what to do. Right. Especially not by their slightly clients. less than engineers. But slightly. Yeah, it, just barely. Just barely. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So, I laughed. I chuckled. I said, "I'm really sorry, but you know, I have a better relationship with your client than you do because they trust me." So, so I was able to build that rapport with my clients. I'm on the edge of my seat, man. What comes next? So, so that know turns where you're into, at today. Yeah. Yeah. So that turns into that architecture firm instead of being pissed at me. One of them had the intelligence, the wherewithal to come back to me. Eric Olson, awesome guy, uh, retired at like 40-something and lives in Florida now. I Long made him over. a boatload of money. Yeah. And he now lives in Florida. He's doing great. Uh, he came over to me and said, come do that for us. I said, I don't know anything about architecture. I'm really sorry. He's like, it doesn't matter. You're selling me. You're selling our company. You're selling us. Yeah. He's like, do this for us and build that relationship, and I know we'll succeed, and we can do this together. And as my partners retire, I'll make you a partner. Now, to me, instant light bulb. Now I'm an owner of something as opposed to being an employee of something, right? Like, that's the goal. That's mm-hmm. always been my goal is to, to be your own boss, to be entrepreneurial. How'd you buy it, man? <laughs> so, so I didn't. That's the best part. So I took him at his word because that's what we do, right? We take each other at our word. For sure. And uh, what I didn't take into account was the fact that he had four partners. Marines, all Marines, sh- should know and need to know what they don't know. We talked about this earlier. You don't know what you don't know about the Marine Corps. Right. Same thing about business and life. They need better mentors. Everybody, every human needs better mentors, better relationships. That's right. And yep. if you're not surrounding yourself with people smarter than you, with people more successful than you, with people better than you at something, yeah, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, like you're at least doing develop the security to find people that right. are awesome. Yeah, at and, what you, especially at what you suck. At. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody I know is some entrepreneurial. No, I have lots of friends from all walks of life. No, I'm not for saying sure. that. No, for but sure. But I do make sure that there's at least a half a dozen people in my life that are wildly more successful than me, that are wildly smarter than me, that will help me grow as an individual. It can be a natural tendency, I think, for humans and, and Marines to always 
look down on someone else, yeah, especially absolutely. as a Marine, and seek people that we can look down on. So as long as we can elevate ourselves um, around someone or everyone that we choose to spend time with, we coddle our own ego. Right. 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 So I, I love what you're saying. You so, have to do that, though. If you don't if you don't get rid of that mentality, yeah. it's, it's victimhood. And, and I, we could do a whole episode on victimhood. Yeah, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You are. If exactly. you're at the top of that chain, you're becoming the middle average. Right. Yeah. You're, 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 you're coming down while they're coming up, and that's yeah. the problem. So your ego's great. Your future looks bleak. Right. I, uh, okay, so he had four partners. So I went to work for him, and we took the company from a $4 million architecture firm to an $8 million architecture firm in three years. Wow. Uh, we went from 20 employees and firing, like a, like a fire sale, to I think they are like 40 when I left, or 30-something 30, 30, 30 when I left, hmm. and growing. Um, we went from... Uh, you know, all these great conversations about it. And, and they were happy to make the money, happy to have all that. They didn't want any of my leadership. They didn't want any of my input. They wanted just to make, they wanted to do what they've always done, which I have a problem with. I, I hate that. I have a, a sign hanging in my office that says, if your answer is that's just the way we always do it, it's the wrong answer. Because it, it's it, nothing good in life comes from that's the way we've always done it. Right. There better be a damn reason. And if there's a good reason why we've always done it that way, great. That's fine. But there better be a reason. At least validate that exactly, reason. Exactly. Yeah, or revalidate that reason. So uh, he and his partners didn't get along. Uh, it was supposed to be, and he was the youngest of the partners. So it was supposed to be Eric and I, and then you know the rest of the team um, would fill in there. And uh, it became abundantly clear that they had no desire to let me be part of the management team. Yeah. That they had no desire to let me be one of the partners. And he retired over it. He retired and moved to Florida and said, I can't do this anymore. I want to have a a good, happy, healthy life that isn't going to be as stressful. And, he, and his goals shifted, right? And uh, he waited till his buyout, and a year later called me and said, leave. Or no, six months. He said, leave. He said, they will never make it. And I, and I was still delusioned. I, I, right. uh, we talk about this being self-aware, right? I was still delusioned. I thought that I'd still get to be made a partner with Eric leaving that leave room for me to buy in. I didn't realize that it, that was never going to happen. It's literally the transition that I had to make this year, so I understand fully what you're saying awesome. right now. Yeah. And, and, and that's the key. Like You have to realize it. Like If you don't realize it, what are you going to do? Yeah. You just sit there and do the same thing over and over again. Right. So, so for me, that was my aha moment. You asked, like, what's your aha moment? And that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, my aha moment was I'm never going to realize my dream staying where I'm at. Yeah. The same exact day, the moment I left that meeting, I left this meeting with the partners where I demanded. I said, if you don't make me a partner in six months, I'm gone. And they said, is that a threat? I said, no, it's a fact of life. I have done everything you've asked me to do. I want to be a partner of this firm. I believe in our firm. I need to be a partner so I can have ownership. I'm tired of working for other people and making them successful and gaining, as you said, a small reward each time mm -hmm. instead of the overall reward. Right. As I left that meeting, knowing that they weren't going to do that. Yeah. Because Eric had told me they weren't going to do that. They, with their body language and personalities, told me they also, weren't going to do that. Yeah. They reaffirmed it with an affirmation. I walked to my office <laughs> down the hall, right? I walked well, down the hall to my office. Negative yeah, positive affirmations. Affirmations, affirmations. So I walked to my hall, down my hall. I pressed the play button on my voicemail. And uh, it's, it's uh, who's a good friend of mine, my current partner, George Regal, on the phone. And now at that point, I was the president of my organization, the... Uh, uh, Service Associate Advisory Committee for IASBO, the Associ Illinois Association of School Business Officials. I, I culminated, I reached the pinnacle of what I could achieve in my industry in that particular uh, association okay. as a service associate, which was great. As a, as a young adult, it felt really good. It felt very encouraging. Uh, in hindsight, it was as big a deal as I thought it was. Probably not. 
but it still felt good, right? Yeah. And, and it gave me a platform, which was great. Um, but I get a lot of calls from other reps from other companies or other service associates complaining about the association. So I'd feel those like, oh God, another one of those. So I hung up, I'm like, fine, I'll call them back. So I pick up the phone and uh, it's like, hey, you know, what are you, what are you upset about now? You know, like, oh no, no, no. I want to talk to you about an opportunity. And that's where the conversation started where I said, okay, you know what? That's great. You want to talk about an opportunity? Like I have a job. Unless you're offering me a career and a life change, I'm going to ride this out until I find my, whatever my next, like, like I said, I, I knew my goal was to become an entrepreneur and own my own company. And I knew that if I did, if I did another job change, I would never get there. Right. So I needed, I needed to either start something or buy into something or be a part of something where I have ownership. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, I need to be an owner. I need to make X amount of dollars. I need this, this, and this. And he's like, well, I can't do that. I said, I know. So have a good day. Right. Click, hung up the phone. Five minutes later, my phone rings. Let's have lunch anyway. It's like, it's on you, but that's fine. Yeah. We had lunch. We sat and talked. He's like, well, how do you do it? How do you do this? How do you do that? I'm like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> don't give away, you, you know, you, you, people don't, what is it? The, the buy the cow. Why would you buy the cow? If you get the milk yeah, for free, milk right? Free. Yeah. Fine. You do the same thing in business. I'm not going to give you all of my information because uh, from a competitive standpoint. Yeah, not not to mention the fact that some of it is proprietary Absolutely. to your being. Absolutely. So it, it you could you could tell anyway a variety of things right. and it doesn't matter right. unless you are there to institute it. Correct. Right? You can read chicken soup for the store right. soul and still have a shitty day. Right. You know? Yeah. And and, and so so that conversation turned into uh, I believe in you as a person, I believe in your success. We're going to make you a partner. And that has afforded me the opportunity to have ownership in something that I love. Uh, we went from a $2 million company, now we're a $7 million company. Uh, we went from 14 and, again, hemorrhaging, to 22 and buying office buildings. Yeah. Uh, it afforded me an opportunity to venture into corporate real estate uh, with them, with my partners. And I, and right. I love my partners. And I, and I think that the big part is, uh, and now, now, what we just said about not giving it away for free to other people, it's the opposite internally. And this is something the Marine Corps teaches you, right? Right. You're, and to my credit, I didn't see it at the time. I was making my superiors look great. Right. Which is great for them. Right. But they didn't reward me the way they should have, right? Or could have. And maybe they couldn't. Like, maybe your hands are tied in the Marine Corps because of our promotion system. That's yeah. probably a big part of it. You can't just say, hey, you're doing so awesome. You're a sergeant now. Like, that's not how the Marine Corps works, right? right. So it's not, I don't blame them. It's not their fault. Right. But in business, it is, right? So if somebody's not rewarding you, then that's your fault for staying while they're not rewarding for you. For sure. Yeah. So my philosophy on management is totally different. Like now I'm at the top, right? Now and, I'm and, the And we're not talking about, person. just to clarify again, we're not talking about just financial compensation. No, no, no. We're not, yeah, we're not talking no. about that level of It's reward. a piece of it, but it it's, that's totally. not all it yeah. is. So, yeah. so for me, what I realized was how people manage people is bad. Uh, and the Marine Corps has a good way of managing people. Not promoting, not compensating. Right. Managing, yeah. right? Because every NCO wants to train his Lance Corporals to do his job yeah. so he doesn't have to. Every staff NCO wants to train every NCO how to do their job so they don't have to. Yeah. Every officer wants to train every staff NCO how to do their job so right. they don't have to. Like That's the goal, right? So you're constantly training your replacement. Because you are. You're training your replacement. Yeah. 
And that's something that we don't do in the business world very well. Everybody's got their thiefdoms and they want to hold on to them real tight. It's interesting, creating, developing a redundancy and passing on a legacy is something that doesn't yeah. exist very often on the civilian side. It does not. But it's an inherent desire of any Marine leader. That's oh, a yeah. really interesting point. Man. It is. Yeah. And that's why the best leaders are Marines because they're training their replacement and they're yeah. not scared. They're not intimidated. Their egos aren't hurt by their replacement being better than them. Holy crap, if I train somebody to do my job better than me, I'm not pissed. I'm they are if they call the unit later. <laughs> And, and they're like, hey, thanks for spinning that guy up. It was like, I didn't even know it could get better, but it is way better now that right. you're gone. Right. But, but, like, but that's the thing. Like, So in the civilian side, there isn't any of that, right? Like, I would love for my subordinates or my staff to do better than me. I want them to do better than me because if they do, I can go start something else. I can start another project. There is not a shortage of things to do within an organization. Right. There's a shortage of people to do them. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, and like that could be a variety of different things. Okay, so, so like so, I've always, I've always, like when I explain the Marine Corps and transition, it's like you were on a hockey team, right? Okay, and uh, you enjoyed being on that team. If you were the best person on that team or the worst person on that team, like you all wanted each other to do better, there was always a reason to push you higher, yeah, or farther, absolutely. And then guys get out of the Marine Corps and they get sat in an office, and if Maybe they're not not the best person. They're definitely not the first person. Maybe not the right person fit. right away. Maybe not the right, right away. Fit. They're not yeah. the, the best person. Right. But like, it's exactly that. There's all these like competition, and people are not really for each other. There's that team environment. It's gone. It's gone. But yeah, you just you lose that team atmosphere, and so many guys go into the civilian world, the corporate world, whatever that is. And they lose it. It's gone. Yeah. And it's depressing. It is. It is super depressing. Well, they lose the camaraderie, which is why I do the Marine Nights and the Drill Nights, because I feel like if we can give them a little bit of that camaraderie, if we can give them a little bit of that togetherness, then maybe, just maybe, it'll incentivize them to reach higher, do more, uh, be more involved, maybe in each other's lives, maybe in each other's businesses. I, I, I don't know the answer. And some of that comes from our lack of ability to like self-evaluate, be honest, and realize that what's missing is that team, right? Which is like really one of the fundamentals of what we're talking about today. Like these realizations at certain points in your career, uh, in your life, on your path to success. So what's the next thing you do? That's good that you asked that. So I'm doing it like now, like literally right now just started this this is wonderful i think this is fantastic i think it's a great opportunity to help other veterans i love helping people that's my big thing i'm involved in uh, relief through leadership an amazing organization uh not-for-profit charity uh run by a good friend of mine and a client uh where we actually help uh lots of people in education so we're, we're fixing schools we're building schools we're designing schools we're giving them technology we're training their staff uh we're doing all these things love it uh toys for tots you guys saw my golf outing Thank yeah, you for that, by that the way. That was very cool. Uh, so that was a four and a half, five week project. Um, it, it dawned on me that we were going to do about a tenth of the number of events for Toys for Tots in 2020 as we would have in any other year because sure. of COVID. Yeah. And I thought, well, what the hell are they going to do with the toy, toy shortage and the money shortage? Like, there's a lot of money and toys that come in from our events. Lots. Like, the vast majority of our toys and money come from these events that we put on, right? Huh. Yeah. So without them, how the hell are kids going to get toys? And I was like, this is stupid. We're going to hold a we're going to have a golf outing. We can be outside. We're allowed to be outside. I'm going to host a golf outing. Let's, let's figure this out. So I called Kane County. I called DuPage County. I said, I'm going to get both of you toys. Here's what I need from you. This is what we're going to do. And lucky, luckily for us, we know the people that run those yeah. organizations. So it works out. And in five weeks, we put together a, a charity golf outing, right? Like Those are things that I love to do. 
Okay, so you might need a minute on this one. That's okay. Maybe you don't. But um, your biggest regret, your biggest failure. I wish. Oh, see, it's funny. So I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm 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 as serious as poison when I say this. I have zero regrets till the day that my daughter is born. And I say that because a millisecond longer, uh, maybe I don't finish as fast. Whatever it is, okay, like that exact moment that I conceived my daughter and my son, you know, my son first and then my daughter obviously because she was second, until that moment I regret nothing in my life. Hmm. And the reason why is because if I had changed a single thing, I would have them. And then they're my world. Yeah. Uh, so we talk about the organizations we help, uh, RTL Relief for Leadership, we talk about Toys for Tots. Um, I'm a huge father's right advocate. Uh, I want as much time with my kids as I can. I think all kids deserve both parents. Like you want to talk about problems in society? Drugs, gangs, uh, crime, shootings, uh, unruly, whatever. All of it. You know what it's from? Broken ass homes with one parent. For sure. Who are trying their best. I'm not saying they're not good people. They are trying their best, but they're not able to be a successful two-parent household. Now, I, I, my ex-wife and I don't get along. She's not a good person in my opinion. Uh, she's a good mom, though, uh, for the most part. And I don't agree with all of her teaching styles or methodologies, but my kids need her. Yeah. And they need her in, her in their lives, just like they need me in their lives. The difference is I realize they need her in their lives. I don't think she'll ever realize that. About yeah, so society's fundamentals today and how they've slipped oh yeah i agree with you 110 percent that the family is the reason that we have lost ourselves and, and it doesn't have to be a nuclear family the way we knew it growing up it could be two moms two dads it could be mom and a dad in separate homes two moms in separate homes two dads in separate whatever right. it is kids need more than one Parental, parental figure. They need that. They have to have that. Yeah, because uh, there's there's the emotional, there's the yes. focus, there's the discipline, yeah. and and when you put all of that on one person's shoulders, they invariably will will have too many failures in one category. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. Well, so, but, but hold on. How how do you say? And, and you've heard it before. How do you sit there and people will say, well, oh, it's it's a a culture of masculinity, the 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 toxic masculinity. We've all heard it, right? And as Marines. We're can probably considered the most toxic masculine people. I actually disagree. And the reason why I disagree is, what has changed in society? We become more feminine. One. Two, 70% of teachers, I think is the number, 68, somewhere in there, upwards of 70% of teachers are female. Right. So our all kids get that influence all day long. Yeah. 40% of single... Two right. parents or no parents. 40% yeah. of single parent households... Okay? I'm sorry, no. 40% of children are raised in a female-led household. Right. Okay? So that means 40% of society is at home getting only the female influence, and 70% is at school only getting the female influence. This isn't a problem of masculinity being toxic. It's a problem of a lack of masculinity and how to be a real man as opposed to a... a, a whatever the video game teaches you, whatever society is teaching you. There's... There, there's People think that, you know, oh, well, it's, you know, it's not chivalrous or it's feminism. And actually, Falah Tamba actually has a huge art piece on this about how the death of masculinity has caused most of the problems we have in society. Yeah. People associate masculinity with rape culture. That's not masculine. Yeah. It is not a manly thing to do to abuse a woman or to inflict your strength no, that on somebody is, else. No, that is, in fact, like the most insecure male's actions. Absolutely. Right? And, and therefore, it's not strength. It's not courage. It's weakness. The, yeah. uh, I think... 
I think what you're what you're kind of driving at, or at least how I say it, is that, that like everything requires a balance. It does. Yeah. Kale is good for you, but if you only ate kale, you would, die. You would be nutrient deficient, yeah. and you'd right? hate your life. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> right. like, yeah, I didn't want to eat it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be you'd be really unhappy, and it's like, right. and, and for us to demonize something that's good based on the bad, the unhealthy characteristics, and elevate something else that is supposed right, like for us to do that creates that void of a balance. I, I, I love I, that word you use, balance. That's 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 my favorite word. Everything in life needs balance. Everything. Yeah. Uh, and, and not to be religious or spiritual in any way, because I'm, I'm probably the least uh, out of anybody ever, maybe. Um, but there is a balance. The, the yin and yang, there's a balance in life. And it's so, in all aspects. Which leads me exactly to where I'd like to go before. Sure, uh, sure. Yeah, which is, it, like, I actually respect what I'm hearing, and I'd like to understand how you do it in terms of balancing your love for your children and yet your own personal, obviously there, there's a point at which those financial opportunity are so on, yeah. but how do you balance that love for your children, that desire to spend time with them, and yet uh, your, the time that you want to spend advancing yourself while being a model for them and providing for them? How do so, you balance So that? I think that there's two things. I think that one, uh, kids aren't allowed to be bored anymore, right? So kids need to be bored. It's developmentally important for yeah. kids to get bored. So they can have imagination. They can have creativity. Necessity can... is the mother of invention. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're constantly playing, like my kids don't have tablets. My kids don't have phones. My son has a phone, but in my house it sits on the counter. Uh, he doesn't use it. He can't utilize it. It sits on the counter. He can use it to call friends. Like we would call on a house phone, right. but for the most part it sits on the counter. Um, they, they, they don't use tablets at a restaurant, uh, long road trips, like three hour road trips, they don't even touch or uh, they don't even touch technology on a three hour road trip. 20, sure, I'll let them watch a movie, right? Like what kind of animal would I be? Like yeah. even when we were kids, you could watch a That's little incredible. whatever. incredible, yeah. how did you do that? I just said no. And what do they do? Uh, we talk, we play games, we have conversations, we engage each other, we engage uh, in dialogue, right? Dialogue that wouldn't exist if we weren't forced to do it yeah so you learn about each other you learn about well, the conversations we're having now we're, our conversation is an hour longer than it was going to be because we engaged each other right yeah. if we had a script and we had a plan this wouldn't be where it is mm -hmm. it's the same thing with kids so, yeah. so you ask how i engage both it's simple i, I let them be bored uh, so when i'm working at home i have things like for covid they're not at school they're at home so i can help them with their problems i can help them with their goals uh whatever issues they're having but they're going to do it they can all come to me with questions, but they're going to do it. Um, when they come home, they do their homework and they play. That's fine. Like I, I let them have a little bit of their independence as well. That being said, when I don't have them, I, I have them on Wednesdays, Thursdays, every other Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I have them 46% of the time because right now I have to give them back on Sunday nights when it's in the school year. We'll get into that another time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> others' rights. So, yeah, I've spent tens of thousands of dollars just to get 50 50 which should be the base point when parents split and it's not so yeah. we, can, we can discuss that another time but so what i do is on mondays and tuesdays when i don't have them the fridays i don't have them i work obscene hours obscene uh 14 15 hour days uh without any question without any issue and i don't complain i don't mind when i have them i'll work eight a solid eight and then when they go to bed at 8 30 at night i work another two or three hours because that way I don't have to, the time that they're home, when they're with me, physically with me from after school until they go to bed, I'm dead. I'm focused on being dead. Will a call come in every once in a while? Yeah, sure. But they get it. Will somebody need immediate attention? Sure, maybe. But that's the rarity. That's the exception. And they know that they're my priority. And they know that. How many hours are you sleeping a night? Not many. 
<laughs> no, I, I honestly I try to get seven. Seven's my number. Okay. So I'll, like I'll go to bed at like you know eleven or midnight or whatever. Get up at six or seven. Okay. But seven seems to be good. I mean after yeah. two or three yeah, for yeah. the whole war, seven seems like a right, 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 right. dream. You're right? doubling up. Yeah, doubling exactly, up. exactly. I uh, help us out here, and because uh, Stephen and I could probably get after this. Um, yeah, we won't get seven hours of sleep tonight if we like. If I would have talked right. much during this conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. this would never. Yeah, but before yeah. before we end this, as we approach that that time period mark, um, what do you want to make sure that we bring to the table? Well, um, we there's lots of things to bring to the table. I um, we'll kind of have a couple questions that kind of ended up sure, sum it sure. up something we kind of try to get out of everybody as we're talking to them. I think the first important thing, and we we kind of glossed over it with you, so I think you can insert this with it. But what is like your number one transition tip? Like, if you had one thing to say to a guy or a girl getting out of the military right now, find something that you love doing. Okay. Find something. If you're not passionate about what you're doing and you don't love what you're doing, don't do it. Because people say, "Oh, well, how can that be?" Like, nobody wants to be a guardsman. Like, actually, no. Lots of people do. Believe it or not. Because they want a mindless thing where they can get in a truck, drive around, be responsible for just their vehicle, and not talk to anybody and not have that interaction. You know, so oh, how could be a, how could be a, you know a data 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 uh, analyst or a data um, whatever you call it, somebody that inputs data? How can that be somebody's dream job? Information. Some management. people love that. Yeah. yeah, some people love that. Like they yeah. love numbers. And that's the wisdom thing that you were talking about yeah. before, like the 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 growth thing, because. A lot of people will hear you say that. You say, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. And yeah, that makes sense. I'd love to do what I love to do, but I want to make some money. Okay, and, and that's your push-pull, right? So balance, right? So you have to balance out finding something that you love doing with your goals. And then this is why we talked about the beginning. You need to know what your goals are. And my son, God love him, said, well, I want to be a zookeeper. I said, dude, me and everybody else. Like, who wouldn't love to play with animals all day long? It'd be great, great. They don't pay you enough to live on those jobs because there are people willing to do it for free. Like when I retire, sure, I'll volunteer to do two days a week. Why not? You know, whatever it is, right? So you have to find a way to make money doing what you love. And there is always a way. Like to say, well, you know, how do you balance that with making money? Well, there's a way. You just have to figure it out. It took me a long time to figure it out. Another thing that I, I've noticed from your story, and I'm sure many people that have achieved like your level of success could emulate this I don't or, know that I'm all that or successful repeat yet, this, but. Um, <laughs> is that it is worth the perseverance to stay in what you want to do as opposed to transitioning. Transitioning for money is a short-term reward mm -hmm. uh, and a burnout. Mm -hmm. Uh, staying in what you do and living poor until you find that avenue to make money in it means that you are living your best life while you are in pursuit of financials. It's funny. So if you ask my kids, who are we? They'll say chassis. And you say, what do we do? The first words out of their mouth will be persevere. I preach that to my kids every day. That's interesting. That's awesome. Uh, and the reason why is because life is not always going to be great. Uh, people, we're Marines. We know life is full of struggles. Life is full of challenges. Like, it'd be very easy for Marines to get down. Uh, I, we talked about this at the beginning. Uh, I hate the victimhood mentality. I believe that most veterans, now most, not even half, most veterans now are victims. Uh, and, and it's, well, I got my PTSD, so I have to have this escapism. I have to smoke weed. I have to drink. I have to do these things. Look, it's escapism. At the end of the day, it's escapism. You're escaping something else. 
Instead, it's, you're, you you're, can convince yourself of that. You can convince yourself of anything. Yeah. Anything. Truly anything. If you're willing to, as opposed to, let's find out what you're trying to escape instead of trying to escape at all. Or you could wake up after a hangover, right? After yeah. a night of uh, a serious bender yeah. and walk down to a recruiter and change your life. Right. And, and, I, and I think that that's that's the line in the sand, right? Like that's that's the line in the sand. So I, I think that too many veterans, well, I want this, I want that. Why can't they give me this? No. Like, and, and I don't think it's just, I don't think it's just military veterans. It's civilians too. It's, it's this, there's a generation of people that want to be given we're something. Far, we're far more entitled than ever. Yes. Um, but fundamentally, we want something that is entirely self-destructive for us. Absolutely. That we want, it, that we are looking for what we can grab. Easily. What we feel like we have for today. Right. Instead of looking after our soul and our heart and our mind, instant gratification. Uh, don't fix it by new. Right. Uh, you know, give it to me because I earned it. All those, all those things, and then you, you throw escapism in there. Yeah. And, and you have a, a mock Feels... cocktail of bad. Right. And, and I think that the, the thing I would say to veterans, quite simply, is, I, I, I'm a veteran too. Like we, we were in the same spot in the war. We, we all got shot at. We all got blown up. Right. Nobody owes me anything. Nobody. Uh, government owes me a little bit for fucking up my back and other things. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, explosions will do that to you. But, yeah. But, but I'm going to get mine. But, <laughs> but nobody, nobody owes you an opportunity. You have to make your own opportunities. Nobody owes you the... the, the you, they don't owe you your dream. They don't owe you your goal. It's you, They owe you the opportunity. No, that's not true. You're given. We all have, by living in America, we have the opportunity to achieve our goal. Might be a better way to put it. And, and, and nobody owes you the effort it takes to achieve it. There's veterans that have had 16 jobs since coming home from the war. Yeah. In different careers and different paths. Right. They're not bad people. They, just, they haven't found their path, their calling. Right. And then we have other veterans that are nowhere. And then we have other veterans that are running Grunt Style, one of the largest damn companies to go from working out of his basement yeah. to a $200 million a year company in Texas. Like, like every veteran has a different path, right? It's just a matter of, are they willing to like, what, what steps are they willing to take? Do they, do they set goals? Are they, are they asking for the right help? Like saying, help me. Okay, great. How, what do you want to do? Like, what can I help you with? Like you can say, help me, but I'm not just going to give you money. Like I'm tired of giving people money or throwing money at a problem or, or, you know, giving them an opportunity without them having skin in the game. You have to have skin in the game. So the point is, and I think with, the, with the three of us here is that, um, Due to your level of passion, due to your level of content, due to the amount of times that you've pivoted in your life and like the relevant details that you have, um, we probably need to spend more time together, the three of us. Absolutely. And when we do that, develop the topics that mm -hmm. we, right? Because uh, otherwise we'll spend so much time catching up on the last 10 years of life that we won't get to those points. I have a feeling that I we think went through this. I think we're... Actually, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna run like ten miles before we do the next podcast. Mm. So you're both so damn tired. I'm actually yeah. pretty tired already. Can't Can I can't imagine if we were well I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. If I would have gotten sleep but, last night, like, like my eyes are falling. Make, I, I'm gonna have to make this guy really tired. I think in general, like um, Marines should be more entrepreneurial in general. I think would we are by nature. Most, would you encourage, encourage more Marines to start down that path? Depends. Uh, so you got to remember, like, there are a lot of Marines. Like, part of being a Marine is doing what you're told, right? Like, that's a big part. You mentioned it. Oh, every Marine should be a Lance Corporal. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you do? 
You know what happens in the Marine Corps when you gotta move a fucking seven ton that's stuck in the mud? You don't get a crane. You get 55 Lance Corporals. You pick the stupid thing up. What? What? That's an exaggerated crew, example. Crew lack, first to fight. Right? Oh, oh, yeah, like, right? book report? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. The it's radar like, system? That's the whole point, yeah. though, right? Like, hey, we have 15 pals of MREs. There's a forklift over there that can load these, but we also got 50 Lance Corporals doing nothing. Let's get them to do it. My only, my only that's point the, there... That's the thing. My so, only point there was that you have less of a chance of being the leader that doesn't get on that seven ton if you were never a Lance Corporal on that seven ton. And I just, I love having that relationship and that experience with that moment in my life. I, I'm not saying that's wrong. What I'm saying is there are people that enjoyed that aspect and said, yeah, I, I just do what I'm told. And they keep their nose down and they don't want to be an entrepreneurial. That's why they joined the Marine Corps because they didn't, some people with the Marine Corps was the direction. For me, it was my impetus to find the direction. Yeah. Do you see the difference? Yeah. Like, like to, to, to say, why did you join the Marine Corps? Well, I needed direction. Okay. That's different than, I love the Marine Corps and it's my direction. I know it's going to be my career. I want to give you the opportunity to kind of say, here's my business. Here's what I'm yeah. looking for. I want that out there into the world. So I, uh, I'm one of the partners at Green Associates. We are an architecture firm that specializes in pre-K through 12 education in Illinois, Wisconsin, uh, and neighboring areas. We work with about 50 different school districts around the area. Uh, I love doing it because uh, we get to help kids. Uh, and I get to drive around to different communities and see our work that will stand the test of time. We have work that's going to be standing for 100 years to come, and I, I really like that. Um, I love the fact that I employ 22 staff members and their families depend on me being successful at what I do to provide their livelihood. I love that. Um, but most importantly, Green Associates is uh, basically just an architectural firm that will help design, build, and repair uh, and, and upkeep schools. Uh, that's one of the things that I do. Um, the other thing that I do is we have a corporate real estate organization uh, as well. So that's obviously just corporate real estate. Uh, and then I've uh, also invested in uh, a software company that also helps people, actually helps schools. So uh, these are all things that I think that if you're interested in being entrepreneurial, if you join the Marine Corps to help you find direction, then you're like me. You're gonna be very similar to me. You'll, you'll want more and you'll want to grow and you'll want to build and you'll want to develop. Uh, if you join the Marine Corps as your direction, that's not me and, and that's okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. I can help you too. But you have to determine your goal first. You have to. That's like the the very first part of any of any of the people watching this, any of the Marines, uh, Army, whatever it might be, watching this is that any of the veterans that you have to know, truly know what you want. And if it changes, that's okay too. I mean, you, you mentioned uh, one of you mentioned you've had multiple pivots. Yeah. Your goals evolve, right? Yeah. Like when you're married, it's different. Yeah. Like you have a certain set of goals, and you think your life's gonna be together for everything. It's great. And then, for me. Her goals were different than mine. We got divorced, and now I have a different set of goals because we didn't align. You can observe someone with a family and understand possibly intellectually why their goals will be different, but you don't feel the Correct. gravity of that until you're there. Correct. So those things, those life events certainly change life your goals. events. Yeah. Exactly right, and, yeah. I, and I think that until and a lot of Marines don't in, in, in encounter life events until they're out of the Marine Corps. Because they're shielded from life events, right? Yeah. They play house sometimes because they want to get that ba. Yeah. They, you know, they do these different things, but they don't actually experience them. So, Penda. Yeah. One thing that you need right now from someone that's going to listen to this, if they could help you, what's probably the one thing in the world if, if someone could hook you up, you would be interested. I don't need anything, honestly. Anything. That sounds horrible, but I, I like I don't I don't want anybody watching or listening to this to feel like they need to help me or come to my sister. I don't need it, but I would love instead for somebody to do is for somebody to hear this and listen to this and say what organizations is he involved in 
RTL, uh, Toys for Tots, uh, Father's Rights, you name it. What organization is Steve Chassie involved in that I could help? Help my organizations, help my, help my goals grow. That's where I want help. That's perfect. What's the best way to get a hold of you, man? Oh gosh, find me on the web. It's easy. Uh, I'm listed on my website, company website. Just Google Steve Chassie, uh, P-H-S-T-P-H-E-N, and then Chassie, C-H-A-S-S-E-E. I'm sure we can probably pop those up when we edit these or whatever, but that's the best way. Reach out. I'm always available, and if you need help, I'm your guy. I'll be happy to help you out, but it's not going to be money. It's, it's going to be a hand or direction or talks like this. So. Hmm. Good shit, man. All right, well, that's it for round one. Absolutely. They were singing to me, but I ignored my muses. I finally found silence and I started listening. An out of body experience when I was witnessing.